Welcome to another episode of Awkwardly Cool. Glad you could join us today. And yeah, I'm doing a recording on a Saturday. And I think that it's a good time to catch up with the NBA. We're about, what, a quarter of the way through the NBA season. So a lot has happened. People have had a chance to come up with whatever narratives that they want to come up with. But I want to put my focus on a few teams. Recently, I was listening to a podcast, Old Man and the Three, hosted by JJ Reddick and Tommy, and they had they recently had Mikel Bridges on. And one of the topics that was discussed was how the Suns have been underrated. No one's been talking about them, even though the Suns have the second best record in the league. They're second in the West to the Golden State Warriors, who happen to have the number one or the best record in the league and they're only one game behind the Warriors at 16 and three. I mean that's that's playing incredibly well yet for some reason no one's talking about him. Mikel Bridges said he doesn't care they're just going to continue to do what they're going to do but I think it's time that you start talking about him. and when I say people aren't talking about him, I mean major media outlets of course if, if you want if you listen to to a ton tons of basketball podcasts most of the ones who are really into it gives the sun some some of the shine that they deserve but what the suns have been doing has been incredibly impressive i mean in their last 10 games they're tied with the warriors with the best net rating in the league at 14 they've been playing incredibly impressive and they've had a 15 game win streak as i mentioned before a 15 game win streak is never easy and it's it's worth bringing up as far as yes the teams they've faced haven't been phenomenal they've had some injury luck versus good teams I know in the two games against the Mavericks Luka Doncic didn't play a, a game against the Denver Nuggets Nikola Jokic was missing they've beaten some fairly bad teams I mean Sacramento Kings Houston Rockets and New Orleans Pelicans aren't necessarily teams that you want to yell about and get excited about beating but they've had some decent wins they had wins against the Atlanta Hawks. I will say they beat the Hawks at a stage where the Hawks were losing to almost everybody a little bit before the, the win streak that they've been on recently, a little bit more on the Hawks later. They did beat the Memphis Grizzlies, which was a, an impressive win, and the Memphis Grizzlies have been playing fairly well this season. Had a win against Portland, uh, again, at the time that that loss for Portland dropped them to 5-7, and seven, but they've been playing well recently. Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum were both healthy for that game and had a and they've been the Cleveland Cavaliers not incredibly impressive but decent enough and their latest win was against the New York Knicks now for anyone complaining about how they've done and what they're going to be able to do and their level of competition it's a fair question which we'll have a bit more of an answer to by tonight and by the end of next week because tonight they go up against the Brooklyn Nets who have the number one or the best record in the East, a little bit more on the Nets later. And remember when we were talking about the 
Warriors, as far as the Warriors having the best record in the league, well, they get to face the Warriors twice. And the Suns are only one game back. So these two games may determine who's going to be number one in the West thus far in this early portion of the season. They play the Warriors this coming Tuesday and three days later on Friday. So the Brooklyn Nets tonight, Warriors on Tuesday and the Warriors on Friday. It's going to be a good test to see how good are the Suns actually and whether or not we should start talking about them a little bit more than we have thus far. I think part of the reason why the Suns haven't necessarily been getting as much credit is the way they won la- and JJ Redick mentioned this on his podcast by the way the way they won last year they had a lot of injury luck with their first win coming up uh, against the Lakers and after the first two games Lakers losing Anthony Davis so they got some injury luck there Denver Nuggets they didn't have to worry about Jamal Murray against the Los Angeles Clippers I mean the Clippers were able to get past the Jazz without Kawhi Leonard but beating another beating a team without their best player people are going to have things to say about it and they finally had and they finally lost against the Bucks but I think with the way they played last regular season with the way they've been playing this season teams or you have to give them their credit for their system how well they play as a cohesive unit Chris Paul gets a lot of the credit for that he's playing incredibly while leading the league in assists at 11.9 but of course he's not the only piece Devin Booker is their leading scorer averaging a little over 23 points per game shooting close to 40 percent from the three-point line he's been playing phenomenal and it's it's one of those things where they also have players like DeAndre Aiden of course and JaVel McGee who's been decent he he actually is second in on their team and on off rating per cleaning the glass at 15.2 second only to Mikel Bridges who we were discussing a little bit earlier and I think JaVel McGee is is a good is an underrated piece for the team is he a great player no but I mean he's won championships he went with the Warriors with the Lakers and he was a player that provided some decent minutes and who the team could rely on when they needed of course he didn't get much playing time during key portions portions of the game the fourth fourth quarter but at the same time what the Suns had last year against the Bucks was at least as far as the bigs are concerned was DeAndre Ayton and anytime DeAndre Ayton went to the bench they weren't able to do anything against Giannis their only option against Giannis was DeAndre and because they had Dario Saric missing they weren't really able to do much else so having someone like JaVel McGee adding a bit more depth as far as the bigs are concerned where they have him as well as Frank Kaminsky and hopefully Dario Saric if he's able to come back at the end of the year just makes them that much more of a formidable team and shore up some of the weaknesses that they had last year especially in the finals that prevented them from winning a championship they're a team that is not necessarily getting everyone excited but they're also a team that's going to be dangerous in the playoffs and a team that no other team that they go up against should underestimate because as we've seen last year they are capable of going far and even against even for for the bucks they're not an easy team to beat whatsoever so it'll be interesting to see how they play this coming week and i i have a good feeling that if the suns are able to continue to impress with wins even a win against brooklyn will go a long way 
winning at least one of those two games against the Golden State Warriors, those in the national media will have no choice but to start talking a little bit more about the Phoenix Suns. Another team playing incredibly well, much further out east though, is, and I talked about them a little bit earlier, is the Atlanta Hawks. As I mentioned, the Suns were able to beat the Hawks earlier in the year, but the Hawks weren't playing that well. Well, things have changed in the past few weeks. The Suns have the currently the longest winning streak in the league at 15 wins with their win against the New York Knicks. The Hawks have the second longest win streak in the league at seven at the time of this recording. And they've beaten some decent team. Unlike, unlike the Suns where you could maybe question their schedule a little bit more, the Hawks have beaten some decent teams. They had a good win against the Boston Celtics. Celtics haven't been playing great, like, great lately, but it's a decent win. They have beaten the Bucks, and the Bucks have been rolling, by the way. The Bucks have won six in a row, but their last loss was <laughs> against the uh, very same Atlanta Hawks. The They've also beaten New Orleans Hornets, who underratedly have won seven of their last eight games, with their only loss coming up against, you know, you know it, the Atlanta Hawks. Now, what has precipitated this phenomenal play from the Hawks, and who gets the credit for it? Well, you have to start with the best player in Trey Young. Trey has been playing incredibly well. He's tied for second in the league in assists. In their last 10 games, he's been averaging 27.9 points per game with 8.7 assists, and he's shooting 52% from the field and an insane 46% from the three-point line. Trey has been playing absolutely phenomenal and has been a big part of why they've been playing so well. John Collins has been playing really, really well also. Numbers aren't as impressive, averaging 17 and 6, but he leads the team in on-off rating and has just been a solid contributor. People will talk to, were wondering if he was going to get a contract uh, last offseason or if they were going to let him go into free agency and so far this year and based on what he showed last year John Collins is showing himself to be worthy of that contract he's not necessarily a great player but at the same time he is a player that is incredibly reliable shows really really impressive touch and he's just a winning player at this point in his career he's someone you you can trust on on the court in, in big games Clint Capella continuing to play well for the team has been continuing to play well and has been a big piece for them ever since they got him in the trade what was it a couple years a couple years ago he's been playing really well and Kevin Herter and Cam Reddish are also in their last 10 games shooting an insane they're both shooting over 40% from the three-point line with Kevin Herter at 46.9% and Cam Reddish at 40.5% by the way they're playing really well and DeAndre Hunter has been injured he's expected to come back at leave in a few months so this team is still isn't even fully healthy yet oh I gotta get also give some props to Bogdan Bogdanovich who, who's also been playing well for the team they're they're decent they're a decent team they're a team who a lot of people predicted to do well but they had some hiccups early on in the season where they just weren't necessarily playing up to expectations especially the expectations that everyone has for them but as the season ha- has progressed chemistry has, has gotten better guys are starting to make shots uh, i mean the nba 
it can be a make or miss league and right now the guys are making their shots they're, they're playing decent again and showing everyone why they were considered to be a threat in the east they exceeded expectations in the playoffs last year but this year they won't come as a surprise to anybody teams know they're going to play well teams know that they're a decent team teams know that they're capable of winning against any and everybody including the best in the league so everybody is taking them seriously at this point and while the Hawks had their struggles early on they have recently at least they've stepped up to the challenge and have played well and it will be interesting to see how they continue to play as this season progresses finally talking to talk about the best team in the east the Brooklyn Nets have been playing decently I admit when watching them I'm still not as impressed with them and interestingly enough I'll I'll, I'll talk about this a a little later because I do want to start off by giving them their props they have the number one seed in the east as I mentioned at about at at 14 and 5 Kevin Durant is continuing to play at an MVP level James Harden has started to play play really well recently as well he's he's tied for second in in the east with Trey Young at at 9.2 assists per game and for all the struggles he had early on in the season where he just couldn't get to the free throw line and the rules were the the new personal foul rules and what is considered a foul a foul it was more difficult for him to overcome early on he started to find his rhythm again he's starting to find ways to get to the free throw line that don't involve the bs that he's normally had and don't look now but at this point in the season he is fourth in the league in free throw attempts and in their last 10 games in which the nets have been eight and two james harden has averaged nine free free throws per game he's been he's been playing really well i still think he's still a bit more inconsistent from game to game but if he continues to play this well there's no reason why the nets and the bucks who i mentioned a little earlier were rolling shouldn't be considered the number one contenders in the east by the way they've also gotten a really impressive contribution from patty mills as i mentioned sometimes as i mentioned with the hawks sometimes it just helps when guys start making shots for example patty mills is now shooting or has shot over 50 percent from the three-point line in his last 10 in the last 10 games james johnson and lamarcus aldridge have gotten more playing time as blake griffin has just continued to have an awful season thus far but james johnson and marcus aldridge have, have been there to step up for the challenge and he they're showing the nets why they were both worthy investments amazing that lamarcus aldridge was able to car- come back from that heart condition he had earlier james johnson is an older player but he's been playing decently in the minutes he's had now the nets do have a test tonight a real test tonight against the suns where their schedule hasn't been that impressive we still most remember them for some of the losses they've had even though they've had some pretty good wins against the Cavs, the Hornets, as, as well as the Celtics most recently. It, it will be interesting to see how they play against the Suns. In, interestingly enough, both teams are... I don't I don't want to say both because I, I do think for the most part, the Suns are c- considered... Well, I, I think the Sun, Nets are considered more of a contender over, overall than the Suns. So you could probably say it's a bigger test for the Suns. But you've heard some fairly smart basketball analysts start 
starting to really question how much of a contender or how far the Nets can go without Kyrie Irving being in the fold. You would have hoped he'd be vaccinated by now and things would continue to move forward, but that has not been the case. Even with all of that, again, the Nets have the number one record in, in the East. Uh, the second the second best team in the East with the Chicago Bulls are about, what, one and a half games back? So it, so they're, they've been playing decently. They've been playing decently. My only concern is James Harden has been inconsistent from game to game, as I mentioned earlier, and I would really want to see him play more well consistently. And the team is incredibly reliant on jump shots. Like As I mentioned, Patty Mills is shooting extremely well from the three-point line as the Nets have played really well. And the thing is, only James Harden and Kevin Durant can really be relied upon to get to the rim at this point. And even James Harden isn't necessarily driving to the rim as much as you would hope he could. Adding someone like a Kyrie Irving who can get him his shot from anywhere on the floor and can pressure teams by getting into the paint would be a huge addition for them. And if if the Bucks weren't in the East, I'd be less concerned about the Nets finding their way out. I think I still think some teams would have a chance to upset them, quote unquote, especially a team like the Miami Heat or even potentially the Atlanta Hawks. But over overall, I'd have them fairly head and shoulders above everyone else, even without Kyrie. But with the Bucks and just the size advantage the Bucks have, and as I mentioned before, the Bucks have been on a six-game win streak and playing really well. I, I just don't think they are quite the same level of contender as the Bucks are at this point. I'm sure things. I'm sure things could change. Things could really change if Kyrie gets vaccinated and plays as close to his regular self as possible, his normal self as possible. But it's one of those things where at this point, a quarter of the way through the season, I'm not sure if the Nets are as big a title favorite, or for me, they're definitely not as big of a title favorite as they were early on. We'll also see what happens with the Nets as well. I mean, if they are able to pull off a, a win against the Suns tonight. That'll be incredibly impressive. And they even have some games coming up later on in in the next two weeks against the Chicago Bulls and the the Atlanta Hawks, which are going to be good barometers for how well the Nets, or how good the Nets actually are this year. It'll it'll be interesting to watch. It'll be interesting to watch. Anyway, a whole slate of really good games tonight. I mean, I, I already talked about the Suns going up the net up against the Nets. We also have the Heat going up against the Bulls, Wizards going up against the Mavericks. Wizards have been playing really well for the Mav- for the Mavs. L- Luka's back, which is which is really good. We have a, we have a different decent slate of games. And the next as much as we've been able to find about a quarter of the way through the season, we're going to be able to learn a lot more in these next 2 weeks, which will give all of us a decent opportunity to, to really come up with which teams have the best chance of being contenders by the end of it all. Exciting to watch. It's been fun. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Awkwardly Cool. Hope you guys take care. Mm-hmm.